Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. And today on the show, we have a fantastic guest. We have Ho Yin, who is the founder and CEO of Remo on the show. And you're going to love all the things he's going to say about Remo. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm super excited to be on your show. So thanks for having me. No problem. Well, we're really excited to hear about your journey and how you created Remo and all the wonderful things that this can offer in the education world and the tech world. But first, we want to hear your story. So tell us about your journey. How you, did you get into this ed tech space? Yeah, sure. Um, it really started when I was um, uh, when I was a, a child. So I'm, I'm, I was born in the middle of the state in Illinois, a uh, small little town, university town. My father was a uh, professor, a biology professor, actually, um, at, at Illinois State University. And he later became um, the head of department of biology at Illinois State. And so like at a really young age, I was already kind of in sort of like the higher education, um, exposed to you know, what, 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 like teaching, exposed to um, my dad, you know, you know, really talking about how how he encourages learning, and and then it, and then it stretches all the way over to when he became uh, more of like an administrator. Like, what are like the the challenges and the difficulties of working with education, and and some of the some of the things as in it from an administrator side. Um, and so I had like a lot of experience when I was like really really young, and and um, and kind of grew up in that environment. And then um, I ended up going to. Uh, college and university um studying like uh bioengineering at the time it was it was it was something that uh, my dad and i really just had a really strong passion for uh, which became very like um very it, it was very extreme in the sense that it was a lot it was very um in a sense where like it, it was not an easy major because i had to like spend so much time to do it and that kind of exposed me to um a lot of difficulties and how you know education was uh, was doing for for my specific major, but then that kind of carried forward, and I didn't really do too much in in, in education and, and and stuff in general. And then fast forward to like when I um, started to like start my, start my own business. I was an entrepreneur, did some stuff that worked, did a lot of stuff that did not work. And then um, when we right in around twenty nineteen, right before the pandemic we started to create a platform um, that was around helping people create authentic conversations that drive meaningful relationships. And um, we, we originally started off with a virtual office actually. Um, so the platform was like this 2D map and you know 
uh, and I can explain more about what it is later, but it was just this 2D Absolutely. map and we were just trying to help help people like, you know, you know, um, build a better experience. And that's how we just slowly transitioned into education over time. Yeah. And it, it should be noted that all this was happening pre-pandemic. <laughs> so this there wasn't like this super high need for things like this. So you were already thinking about this before, you know, things started to happen where people, um, you know, remote offices, remote classrooms, that sort of thing. And I'm so um, your background resonates so so well with me because you you're coming from that education perspective and talking about your dad. So it makes sense that you jumped into this field and then you're developing technology that's helping, um, you know, learners and students and faculty and staff and, you know, this, everybody just um, come together in a community. So that makes total sense. And I love your story. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. So um, before we get into some things about Remo, I have a couple questions for you and I'm, I might put you on the spot, but I, you know, I share the questions before the show, but I want to know what is your favorite educational related quote, um, you know, or, you know, or whom, or who has inspired you? Obviously your dad was a big part of that. So what's your favorite quote? Oh, um, my favorite quote um, related to education. Um, I mean, I think like, I mean, I, I, the way how I kind of see education is like, it's more of like a, 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 a long life journey. Um, and it's not something that, it, it, I think higher ed does a lot to kind of prepare you to kind of just universities in general, like are there to kind of prepare you for that, but I see like education is just like a, a whole a whole journey, um, and for me, it's like I think whatever that you do in university doesn't necessarily have to bind you to that. Your learning is kind of throughout your entire life, and so that's kind of how I I would I really think about um just education in general. Yeah, and a lot of different people talk about that um, because education is so ingrained in what we do on a daily basis, and although we take you know, we go and get these different degrees. I feel like, you know, probably the same way you do is that you're learning something new every day. So you're being educated on the job as being an entrepreneur, you know, it's, you're being educated pretty much every, on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one thing I like to ask the guests that come on the show is since you're in this ed tech space, how would you personally define educational technology? So I think educational technology is really about how how to right fit and right size the medium of the most easiest medium for that individual to learn whatever is the content is. So whether you are a active learner, whether you are um, learning th more through visual or through text or through whatever. Like I think, edu I think education technology has to provide um, the right pathway for someone to learn because each person learns in a very different way, and each person doesn't necessarily know when they when is what's right for them. I think education technology has the ability to really find that for them much more easily, and for um, teachers and educators to find it much more easily with data. 
Absolutely. And like you said, in its simplest form, it's, it's finding the preference of the learner on what they need to do to accomplish the task. So I, I really love that definition. And I think you're one of the first people that has kind of talked about it in a way about that, finding that medium. Um, so that's, that's a great definition. Uh, so let's get into it. I'm excited. I intentionally try not to do too much research research before an episode because I want to have a genuine reaction to what the product is. But I did research this one because I'm really into these, you know, like conference style type room things and virtual environments. So why don't you tell us about Remo and describe, you know, what it does? How does it help institutions and organizations in education? So Remo um, is essentially is a virtual space. Um, it's an immersive space that allows, it's a 2D map you can think of. Um, and you can think it's like a top-down view. It could look like 3D actually, it doesn't, um, but it's like a, um, in the simplest form, it's like a little map with a bunch of tables and you can double click on the table and move to that table. Like you have an avatar, a little circle and you move to that table. And on that table, there might be like three or four circles and each circle represents a person. Once you move on that table, then you get like four sort of video tiles kind of show up um, and you only talk to the people on that table. You only see the video tiles of the people on that table. You wanna to talk to somebody else? You go and double click on a different table and you move it and you move automatically. So there's, there's a bunch of things how universities use us. Um, universities use us for like alumni associations, for networking, job fairs. Um, they use us for um, enrollment marketing for um, for student new prospective students, um, and then of course like they use it for uh, just just normal generic events and even um, uh, like um, what's the what's the word um, what's what I'm looking for like classrooms and office hours. A, a really good example is um, we have like for example um, NSU Florida. Uh, we have like Carlson Management School in Massachusetts. Um, they, they basically took a, they create, they created a, a floor plan, which is what's interesting about a product, a floor plan. And they made a, uh, they made it look like their main building in their university. Oh, so when you walk in and you look so at it, cool. I love you, that. you see the university and, and I wish I could show it to you. Unfortunately, I, I, I can't, um, we can't show it to you on this podcast, but yeah, There's we just have to use our words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're definitely going to link to you know the the website in the show notes so people can go and check it out and sign up for your free plan. So I showed two pictures to this one person, and I said one of them is virtual, and one of them is like a picture of the actual place. Do you can you tell the difference which is which? And they actually kind of struggled to figure out which one was. Oh my the goodness! Wow, and that's, that's and fantastic. That, yeah. I really, cause I've been thinking a lot lately about, you know, there's some, and we can get into this a little bit um, about the people wanting to go back um, to like in-person yeah. stuff, which is fine. But if you can do right. something like this, where you're, you're integrating them and assimilating them into an environment where it's like you're on campus, why would you want to, you know, to keep everybody safe? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it also, for me, like, what our what our platform really does is that it just lowers the barrier to, for people to attend events if 
it's difficult for them. So, um, so for, for education and learning, like if a university wanted to um, do like online learning, for example, so a lot of universities have like online or, or like something that's just physical, right? Um, they have like online courses, for example. Well, universities can now create a much more immersive experience and create that school life experience for them, which is, which is fantastic because that's actually what's missing in a lot of these online courses, right? So that, that's like really, um, really amazing. And so there's like a lot of use cases that universities actually have where you, it's easier to attend uh, virtually. Um, and like, for example, an alumni association event, like people are just like, just spread out all over the place. And so that's like a really, really great opportunity for alumni to like connect with them and, and to build relationships and, and to help out. I think that this is something that was needed definitely a long time ago for people, because like you said, alumni, they're not really sticking to the city they went to school in. I mean, a lot of people do, or they find jobs if they find that through internships in their programs, but you still have to reach out to these people. But even like the workers and the staff members who were trying to come back to campus or they, they moved away, um, you know, maybe because of COVID or because of family things, they, and they still want to work there. This gives that, that just increases what opportunities the institution has by leaps and bounds. I really feel like, you know, technology just offers, offer that opportunity to people. Um, and that sounds, it really sounds like that's what Remo does. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really exciting because people now get to participate in a lot of stuff where they previously couldn't. Um, and, you know, you do have a lot of learners that are not just like students, like you might have learners that are online that they may have families, maybe they have, you know, um, challenges with transportation or scheduling, right? And so this just makes it a lot more easier. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do, like, how do we make it much more accessible? How do we make education much more accessible that fits people's lifestyles and, you know, whatever it is that, that, that may restrict them? Yeah, meet them where they're at. Definitely for sure. You know, there's some pretty good programs that people want access to maybe internationally or in the States that we just, like you said, you can't, you can't move there. Um, so you want to get accesses and that can help with that. So I really like that. Again, it's, it's like you said, it's lowering those barriers and it's creating those opportunities. So that's a great description of the product. And we're obviously going to have all that information in the show notes. So I want to know what is on the roadmap for the upcoming year? Or what are some of the goals of the organization? You know, anything you can share that doesn't violate the non-disclosure agreements. We want to hear what's coming up for Remo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we are definitely looking um, towards building much more um, immersive uh, experiences, like making um the video much more immersive i can't share too much as to like the, like the detail but um i can definitely share like give know, us the movie trailer gonna... to get us excited about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we know um, we know with things like that are coming out like the metaverse and all that we're, we're, everybody's uh, like expecting a lot of companies to like pivot to dropping into like vr ar stuff so you don't have to say too much but i'm excited to see what you do yeah, I mean, we're doing a lot of stuff like um, playing around with like the video and 
making that video more immersive. I can't share like too much details about it, but it's like just making the video much feel like more human. Right now, when you look at the video, it doesn't, when you look at a video on Zoom or whatever, it just doesn't feel like you're talking to a human being. Like you could see the person, like a picture, but like that's kind of it. Um, we're gonna have other things like um, doing a lot more of data analytics around analyzing like how engaged people are in our events. Um, uh, from a minute standpoint, from how many conversations they're having, like how engaged they are. Um, we've got like small um, uh, things like, for example, like transcription, which universities really find important that they want to make sure that everything is transcribed so that they meet like ADA compliance and stuff like that. Um, yeah, got, that's like, important. You know, yeah, that's really a big deal nowadays, especially with stuff going virtually that those things are available. So that's awesome. Yeah, and um, let's see what else we can say. Um, we've got you know things like um, uh, adding like gifs over videos in conversation mode, like just making it more fun and engaging, um, sort of like jiffy type, like meme gifs and stuff, and uh, making it much more interactive stuff like that. That's fantastic, and I'm going to be watching now, definitely for sure. After hearing what you've been talking about in this episode to see what comes out next. And I want to pilot this or test, test it definitely in one of my classes this semester with my students. So that's going to be happening. So I might be in touch with you about the follow-up about that. Sure, um, absolutely. So final two questions. And actually, before I get into those, I wanted to ask this at the beginning, but I didn't. How did you come up with the name Remo? It's very unique. So we... Um... So when, before we created Remo, I was leading a remote team, fully remote team um, back in like, for like over seven years at that time. So remote working was something that we were already doing and practicing for, for a while pre-pandemic. And the product originally was trying to solve um, problems where people are remote, like they're distributed. And so we, we just short, we, I, we were just looking around and trying to find a, a word and uh, we came up with a bunch and we found, we were thinking, oh, Remo, Remo is short for remote. So, um, and also it was the only four letter word um, that was like really cheap. Like it was like less than $500 and it was like four letters. And I was like, wait, like how could a four letter domain name be just worth like $500? yeah and that sounds that sounds really cheap and then i was like okay i better buy it and i just yeah. bought it just in case <laughs> well that's awesome so it sounds like you did do some like research and, and playing around with it but i i do really like that the way that it the way that it sounds um thank you so final two questions here for the episode and you've done a wonderful job explaining to us without visuals about what remo does did we miss anything? And is there anything else that you'd like to share? And then finally, as a CEO and founder of an ed tech company, I want to know what you think the future of ed tech looks like. So did we miss anything? And what are your predictions for the future? Um, in, terms of, in terms of what, how Remo is, um, is, is how it helps educators. I think there's really like two, um, really two kind of main areas. One is um, from a administrative standpoint, like job fairs and poster sessions, like people 
um, university professors will use us as a poster session platform. So I don't know if you're familiar with poster sessions. Like oh, like, yes. I've been to the conferences. Yeah. I've been to many, many conferences. Yeah. yeah. That, so and it's that's... like some person standing in front of a board and like they're talking about their research or whatever. So we do like a lot of those. Um, and they, you know, universities love us because we have like a whiteboard and like people can like display their work on the whiteboard. And just like in real life, people just come to your booth and talk to you about your work. And you can just look at them, they can look at the whiteboard and you can just jam together and talk, seek collaborations and get funding. And so funding for a lot of the projects that are on poster sessions, um, they have a uh, 67 chance percent chance more of being able to get funding that they need to uh, get their research done. So um, you, you automatically get just much more better uh, results that way. So yeah, th those are one of the big things that, you know, that I think is definitely should be said for sure. That, I, I love that too, because I know that lots of the conferences are going virtual or in person, so you can still have that interaction. And it, it is a huge challenge to overcome that with, with those poster sessions and trying to talk to people, but they're looking at your poster, but you're talking to them about your what the research and stuff that you're doing. So I'm glad to hear that your technology is able to uh, um, allow them to do that. That's wonderful. So tell me, what does the future of educational technology look like? Yeah, so I think the future of ed tech is, in, in my, and kind of like what I think is, it's gonna look a lot more human. Like I don't, in a sense where, um, it may not be metaverse, but it definitely is going to be a lot more video. That's my take. I think, I think people want to learn um, in the most dynamic way possible. Like I talked to a bunch of students that and a bunch of interns that we've worked with, and they don't want to, you know, just look at a Zoom and just passively listen. Like they want the interaction with other students, and. The future of ed tech is really about how do you replicate that better online and then making that kind of like really, really full immersive experience for, for, for their students. And also like, um, I believe is how do you make um, your, as, a, as, a, as an education organization, um, way more uh, less dependent on the physical campus. Because the, because the physical campus is like really kind of, you think it was like the moat of, of any kind of university, right? Like people go to some Ivy League because of the history of the buildings and the campus and the people sure, there and all that definitely. kind of stuff. So I think the future of EdTech is how do you allow universities to basically, basically either recreate that or do that online so that this new brand of universities doesn't you know, necessarily have to rely on that as, as it's been proven through pandemic. Basically, the pandemic basically like kill, like almost killed the business model of all these like really famous universities, right? I know. Because now right? it's like, because then it's like, why do I need to attend? Why do I need to go to them if they're just going to give me a Zoom, right? And exactly, now and pay well, ten thousand dollars for pay, a dorm exactly. room for a semester, <laughs> right? And so people are realizing that you could potentially get good quality education, get really good opportunities without going to you know, a, 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 like a great event. And all of that is done through networking, right? It's done through the community. And so ed tech, I believe is like, okay, education, 
but then really about how do you create that community that is defensible and you can now easily replicate that with education technology and making it much more social. And that's that's what I think we're like at tech space is going to go towards. How do we help these universities achieve that? I totally agree with you. And I think that was a great explanation of what the future looks like. And it really gets me excited to see what companies like yourself are going to do for education as we continue to operate in this post-pandemic world. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all this knowledge with us and sharing more about Remo. It was really a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me onto the show. Of course. All right. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. You've been listening to another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens.